is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, is my podcasting partner, Paul. Man, we do this way too late. I know, right? And welcome <laughs> to this episode of Fan of Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That's you guys. By the fans, that is us. As always, intro and outro music is provided by Park and Main. Check them out over at parkandmainband.com. Give us a follow on Twitter. I'm at Sosa J. Paul. I'm at Dervish of World. The pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And of course, we are available along with the rest of the Bright Side of the Sun podcast network on all podcasting platforms, podforms, if you will. And if you listen to us there, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And with that, I will say, Paul, take it away. I don't even know what's left. <laughs> no, dude, you just go. This is your podcast. Oh, just going? Yeah. All right, it's my podcast. I took uh, yeah, all so... of that for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're going to let me host the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so we've got our first preseason game coming up in uh, 48, 30. 72 hours don't do math right now just go <laughs> and so you know we wanted to you know get back on here and we've actually got a fun little guest joining us at, um on a whim uh josh belgrad has joined us josh why don't you introduce yourself give out your twitter handle all that fun stuff yeah i'm josh belgrad uh sophomore in college avid Suns fan don't miss a game and uh my twitter is at jail sports Thanks for joining us, Josh. So uh, as we uh, let you know before before the pod, uh, this is pretty free form. So feel free to jump in whenever you want. Um, the, the first thing we really want to talk about is the NBA Top 100. And Justin, you not, just laughing at everything I do here is not helping me focus. So it's on You're you now. You're doing great, Go bro. It, You're doing great. No, no, nope, no. I'm done. Great. I'm done. It's yours. <laughs> I'll just sit here in silence. <laughs> Paul, I feel like you did a fantastic job, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so, okay. I will take, I will, I will grab the reins. <laughs> Again, I, I'm all about social experiments tonight. One of, Apparently. one of them, one of them resulted in Josh joining us and, and Josh, I appreciate you joining us. He is a, I hope you don't mind me sharing this with people listening, but he is a Philip Brophy grad. He might have graduated a couple 15, 17 years after me, but it's all good. It's all good. You could be his dad. Any Brophy, well, that's a Brophy guy could be actually, because you know, we we play as like that, baby. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just made I just made all Brophy guys sound horrible right there. My bad. Um but for the record, any Brophy grad is always welcome to come on this podcast. Um, Paul, I feel like you did a, a an outstanding job. You, you great effort, good job, good effort. As that young <laughs> Miami Heat fan chanted to LeBron after they got eliminated was that, like many was that, years ago. Was that the right? Heat or was that a Cavs fan? I don't know. Dude. Doesn't like, matter. At least uh, I just remember it was at LeBron. So yeah. All right, but um, so yeah, social experiments for Justin tonight. One, tweeting out who wants to be on our podcast and getting DMs and me being like, looking at people, I'm like, okay, well, Josh went to Brophy, it looks like. Did you go to Brophy? He's like, I went to Brophy. I'm like, you're in, bro. Let's do this. And then two, being, <laughs> Paul, you're going to do this. One of them, 30 seconds before he hits play. One, one, I, one I think could end up being very successful. The other one, obviously, already Dumpster burst into, no, no pun intended, but flames. Um, so anyway, back to the topic at hand, and that's the Suns. And we're going to cover a few topics like we always do here on this podcast and probably go on some random tangents that nobody will like. But guess what? You're listening anyway, so it's fine. We're going to talk about the top 100 rankings as set forth by ESPN. And we're going to do that knowing that I'm the only one that actually sees them. Josh and Paul have seen at least the Suns. They know where the Suns are at, but they don't know where anyone else is at. So we'll we'll roll through that. We're going to talk about where the Suns. I blame fell. NBA. I blame ESPN trying to make money during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. Fuck Putting those everything guys. behind the paywall. I mean, trying to dude, make up for that lost it's, TV it's, revenue. It's like like nine dollars a month. I'm just saying. Do you know how many nine dollar a month things I pay for? 
<laughs> Probably as many as me. By the way, speaking of tangents, I hear I need to get the Peacock Network. Yes. Do you have that? You I have do that? not. That's what I have to get. Josh, do you have that? I don't. What is that? I heard about it. Josh yesterday. is just here like, what the fuck did I just walk <laughs> into? Like, what is happening? What is happening? The Peacock Network. The, the Peacock it's, it's, is NBC's streaming service. This uh, is Paul. This is Paul's. Are you getting it for area. Save by the Bell? That's yes. are you get hundred percent getting it for Save by the Bell? Well, I also <laughs> hear that the Office is coming off of Netflix. Yes. Yeah. And it's going to be on there. So. Yep. I mean, I've seen every Office episode probably like two hundred times at this point, but it's kind of my like my. I'm laying in bed, just want something on in the background, go to, and I don't know where I'd be in life without it. So I need a shell of the seven bucks, apparently. So how do we get here? What were we talking about? What were we talking about? Oh, oh, ESPN, ESPN plus. Yes. So, so we're gonna talk about the top hundred players. We're gonna talk about where the Suns fell in it. DeAndre Ayton fell at fifty-two. Chris Paul fell at fifteen, and I put Chris Paul ahead of Devin Booker because I saved the best for last. Devin Booker, while in the ranking, is not technically the best according to the ESPN best in my heart at 17. Okay. And then we'll talk about where we think those guys will end up next year. Who on the sun's roster is who is not in the top hundred could break in the top hundred next year. And then we might foreshadow a little bit of our thoughts on the first half of the NBA season or at least Paul and Josh will, because I think everybody out there knows I'm going to say something ludicrous like, I don't know, 33 and three, which would be just as crazy as eight and no. So I'm just, just saying, I might've said both of those things anyway. So let's start with talking about where Deandre Ayton fell in the ESPN 100 rankings. So he fell at 52. Okay. Do you know where he was at last year? Does it, do they give that? There. They, in fact, Paul, that is a great question. They do, and he was last year. And I'm going to drag this comment out for a little bit because I'm trying to pull that up. But he was, I want to say, he was like 71. That's what I'm going to say. But he was, in fact, 66. 66. How'd you? That's not behind the paywall, buddy. Because it's last year's. Oh. oh. <laughs> I found Paul, last year's. Look, look, at, look at Paul internet sleuthing out there. So he was 66 last year. So he jumped 14 spots. Um, he's right behind Michael Porter Jr. He's just in front of Nurkic from uh, Portland just ahead of Lonzo Ball. And one notable guy who he's behind is... Uh, <coughs> uh, wow, I just totally lost my train of thought. Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, which I think is egregious. That's a whole different story. But anyway, let's start with... Who wants to start? Somebody raise a hand. Who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? I'm trying to be nice uh, I'm here. I'm going to defer to our guest. Sure. There we go. Yeah, Josh, I don't want to put you on the spot. But since Paul wants you to go first, yeah, dude. So, what do you think about Aiton's rank at fifty-two? And if you want to know where anybody else might lie around there, let me know. But I feel like the biggest thing you need to know is Jaron Jackson Jr. is ahead of him, which is fucking nuts. Anyway, yeah, he had a horrible season last year. You know, I think that DeAndre Aiton rising only fourteen spots over the year has to be because of his the twenty five game suspension. He he played great in the bubble, averaged what eighteen and twelve, eighteen and eleven last year. So clearly, average a double double um, was very reliable. But due to the Suns not making the playoffs and the Grizzlies making the playoffs, Jaron Jackson being a part of that for the whole season until he went out with the injury. Um, I, I do understand why ESPN will do uh, put him there. But um, I do think DeAndre Ayton could be the biggest riser for the Suns after this year with, with Chris Paul and company um, and that offense just being completely loaded. Um, I, I think it's more shocking that he's behind Michael Porter Jr., honestly, because Michael Porter Jr. came off the bench last year for Denver and wasn't that impressive until the bubble when he came on. 
So if they're basing it off of the bubble, DeAndre Ayton should be top 30. Devin Booker should be one. Like they, they can't base <laughs> it off, they can't base it off the bubble. And Justin, you just like you, you brought in a uh, a sympathetic soul. <laughs> you mean you Maybe mean I brought in I brought in some <laughs> I brought in somebody knowledgeable and educated is what you mean. Yes, I did do that clearly. Yeah, yeah, and and Josh, I dude, the MPJ thing, so spot on. I'm sorry. Look, I I really like Michael Porter Jr. I really do. When the Suns traded, they traded back in that draft. I thought they were trading back. And when he was there, I'm like, oh, dude, the Suns are going to go and try to grab him. They didn't, which is fine. But homeboy averaged nine points a game last year. Nine. In case any of his audio cuts out, not I didn't cut out the teen part. Nine points a game. He played... 16 minutes a game. Like, That's you can't put that guy at 50. You can't put him in the top 100 with a con- with like a clear conscience. That's insane. Honestly, I'm more honestly, I'm, I'm more offended now I'm mad. that Lonzo Ball's at 54. I'm honestly more minutes. pissed. 16 yeah, minutes a game. 16. I can I can see them seeing potential and i get that lonzo ball is lonzo ball he's like let me but let me let me let me paul let me read the name of this article to you okay right quick right quick i'm gonna do this once i scroll to the top of it (laughs) it's called hitting page my fingers are too Ranking the best NBA players for 2020, 2021. Right. They think ranking the best potential. This is ranking the best players. You can't tell me. They're ranking who they think is going to be. So so when you say, I see the potential, potentials. mm, No, no. Let's not forget. There's no way you can sit here and say he is with that type of with that type of uh, sample size and that sample size being as unimpressive as it is say that he's the best player. I mean, Tony Delk scored 51 points in a game for the Suns one time. Is he <laughs> one of the best scores in NBA history? So did, uh, so did Jamal Crawford. <laughs> well, I mean, don't, first of all, don't insult Jamal Crawford. By using his name in the same comparison as Tony Delk. Wait, how, how many how many points did Archie Goodwin score in that one game? <laughs> game Thirty games. Last game yeah. of his of the his rookie year. I do. I thought he was the truth at that point. I was like, oh fuck yeah, we're done. <laughs> fucking title. And then he played like nine minutes the rest of his NBA career. Anyway, right. anyway, Josh, you're gonna say something. Go ahead, bro. I was just going to say, let's not forget that DeAndre Ayton averaged 16 and 10 in his first year in the league with Isaiah Cannon as point guard. So there's no way that you can justify putting Michael Porter Jr. in the in the top 100, as you said, but let alone 51 for for 16 minutes a game. That's a quarter of, of basketball a game. It's insane. It's insane. Right? Paul, I agree. It, no, I, I agree. I mean, you said you saw I the mean, potential. No, I mean, I can see the argument. Do I agree with it? No. So you but see the I, argument is just a terrible, terrible fucking argument. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what, Paul? I can, I, I can accept that. <laughs> okay. I can see so, the logic. I just see it flawed. There's also, you know, Lonzo Ball at 54, I don't see the logic. So I don't understand Lonzo Ball at 54. He is at best in like the nineties, he oh, was a no. backup point guard for a team that sucked. Like they were <laughs> way worse than the Suns, and he has not really improved over the last three, four seasons. Ever. He's been, he's like, isn't he extension eligible this year? Uh-huh. And he's not getting one. I, I, I just said, but yes, no, he's extension eligible. Yeah. He's extension eligible this year. Because Ingram was the year previous, and he didn't get it. 
Is, does that mean Josh Jackson is also? Never mind. Um, <laughs> yes, he is. Well, he he actually he he actually he he got a. I'm surprised he got the deal he got. I'm surprised he got a deal. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, that's not in um, Bulgaria, Turkey. I don't know why I went with Turkey. Like Turkey seems sure why like I went a place with Bulgaria. Just trying to think okay. of places Blair played. Oh, so if if. Who played? Blair. I don't think Blair played in Bulgaria. I'll have to ask him someday. <laughs> um, okay, so so <laughs> let's move off of where MPJ should be. <laughs> or Lonzo Ball. DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> so, Paul, what do you think about Ayton's ranking at 52? Aside from who is above or below him, um, what do you think about that? Is that... I, and, and I'll say this. I'm going to ask you this question. Is that a fair ranking for him? And and I'll say this also. If you say yes, I will drive to your house and punch you in the fucking stomach. <laughs> so go on. I, I think he should have been a top 50 player. He should have been inside the top 50. Should he be top 30 this year? I don't think so. Um, That's fair. But the 21-22... I think he'll he'll definitely be a top thirty player. I think he between Chris Paul and Devin Booker, he's gonna like they're gonna feed him so many easy buckets and just wide open shots and his defense is gonna jump up again. He's gonna you know, and the the Suns are what just in the first half of the season they've got what thirteen nationally televised games? in the like basically a third well they have like, nine than, they have they have nine nationally and four on nba tv i mean that's technically national it's just nobody cares <laughs> well i think it's because it's like us eh, i don't know you know i thought they i thought i always thought nba tv didn't really count as national well so don't you, you need, like, you're able to watch out of market if you if you have cable you get tnt if you have cable you don't necessarily get Right, NBA TV. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have NBA TV. I also or don't have Fox, Fox Sports. Sports Arizona, so I'm fucked. Fox streams, Fox streams. I, I, got, I apparently Justin TV doesn't exist anymore. Do you know those guys not? run Twitch? Those guys created Twitch. They got Wait. they stopped doing Justin TV to to start Twitch, and they made a billion dollars. Oh, that was probably a smart move instead of like oh, yeah. pirating oh, stuff illegally. Hundred percent, hundred percent, great move on their part. But I had no idea that those were connected. Anyways, fun fact of the day: tangent number seventeen tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I easily think he'll be in the top thirty next year. How about this? How about this? Do, I, I am. I'm sure I'm going to say his name terribly wrong. Demont, Demontis, Demontis, Did I say that right? Yes. He's ahead of Aiden. Should he be ahead of Aiden? Okay. What team is Demontis Sabonis on now? That, on like okay. So the answer is no. Like, if you don't yeah, know no. what team he's on, no. But he's on the Pacers. Same team he's oh, been on. I'm oh, pretty oh, sure oh, his whole career. Oh no, he's good. He's fucking good, man. Good, good for him. He's good. That's not my question. I'm not asking if he's good or Paul, or if he's <laughs> exceptional. Exceptional. He's not I'm exceptional. Just asking no. <laughs> if he's better than DeAndre Ayton. I don't think we can call right now, Ayton yes. exceptional yet. No, I think I think Sabonis was an All Star last year. What, what is yes. he ranked? Late late thirties, I he's guess. Fifty. Sabonis is fifty. 50. I mean, I think, I think Did Sabonis drop or rise. Sabonis rose 13 spots. Well, I mean, he got, he got an all-star. So I can, I can, he got less of a jump than Aiton and he got an all-star spot out during the year. Granted it's in the East, but, um, and he's good. He's a focal point of that Sixers team. Not that Aiton's not a focal point of the sun plays for the Pacers. You're right, Pacers, Sixers, you know, Urs, two, two syllable Urs in the in the Eastern Conference that I don't care about. I mean, let's put it like this: if you if you if you had your choice, would you take Aiton or Sabonis? Aiton. Yeah. Aiton. Yeah. 
But it, but but I'm taking Aiden on potential. Exactly. <laughs> Are you? Sabonis is what Sabonis is. He's like, and Aiden's Aiden's put puts up the same stats as him as he is right now without without potential. Like why why? So if you took him as is right now, you would take Sabonis over Aiden. Is that what you're saying? How about I the mean, fact I'm that Homer, this podcast? So... How about the fact that this podcast spiraled into a comparison of DeAndre and and Sabonis? That's how we roll, they, baby. They both play center, <laughs> and they they're both <laughs> basketball players. Dude, <laughs> okay, so last year, Aiton put up eighteen. Oh, excuse me, yeah, eighteen point two, and uh, where is he? Eleven five. Sabonis put up. 18.5 and 12.4. Would you say Aiton's a better, more, more effective defensive player than Sabonis? Yeah. Yes. Sabon- yeah. So, I mean, if Sabonis the offensive more- stats are basically a wash, why, why, why is Sabonis like, why would you, why would you want Sabonis ahead of him? Like, again, I feel like I honestly, I feel like there is a bias against DeAndre Aiton for some reason. Because like, he's suspended for 25 games. No, but that's that, that you can't you can't say that's the reason for the bias because it doesn't say we put him here because he was suspended for twenty five games. Like, I mean, he he still rose seventeen spots. I mean, but he has put up fifteen spots, whatever stats that have been historically great compared to other legendary centers, and he gets oh, and treated like. He gets treated like he's doing shit, like he's like just scraping by. He's treated like he's a bust. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, I just hope he. I hope he kills people. Like literally, like if he murders somebody someday, I'd be okay with that. I mean, and the the thing the thing about the the suspension to me is like statistically, nobody's ever gotten suspended twice, but everybody like talks like it's a legitimate possibility. Like nobody in the history of the NBA who's gotten busted for PEDs has gotten a second suspension ever. Okay. So, but like the way people talk about it, like, like they didn't say the same. They didn't act like this when Rashard Lewis got busted. (laughs) He's the only other one I remember. Hey, do Turkaloo. Like, it's like, okay, this is this failing that he's going to get busted again. That's like, they're just like waiting for the, for it to happen. Like just uh, people, uh, people are terrible anyway. Yeah. But Josh, so, so you, you were going to say something. What are you going to say about I was going to say that we're not a playoff team and the Pacers are a playoff team, which is, which has to be the reason it's the same with the Nuggets, same with the Met, same with the Grizzlies. And while but the Pacers got their coach fired. True. <laughs> That's true. But we're Good not. Producing- Depot wants out. Dude, the production have you starts, have you been out. to Indiana before? I have. Yeah, I was glad to leave. Did you want out? <laughs> yes. I would want out too, man. I've been there, and I've. <laughs> and have you seen the Suns' brand new shiny practice facility? I would want to be there. Uh, anyway, not that I'm saying I want Old Depot because fuck that guy. Uh, okay, so. I feel like we did a good job covering how we feel about everybody around DeAndre Ayton. <laughs> so let, let's let's do this. Let's let's cut into this idea. So of the Suns players, so we we know we have three Suns players in the top hundred, right? Yeah. Uh, and and to be fair, the top ten has not been released yet, but uh, unless you know Cam Johnson makes a shocking leap. We're going to uh, assume campaign. it's going to be these three guys. Campaign. Or can, any cam. So we've got Aiton, we've got Book, we've got CP3. <clears throat> Those three are on the top 100. Of the Suns players who are not in the top 100, who would you expect to make that leap next year into this top ESPN top 100 Regardless of how flawed it is, <laughs> just think from a think from a skewed perspective. Um, who would you expect, or who would I won't say expect? Who has the highest likelihood of making that leap? And uh, Josh, I'll start with you this time. Who do you think it would be? 
I think the clear cut answer here is Macau Bridges. It, it has to be. He he's already been said to be the starter. I, we don't know what's going to happen between Cam Johnson and Jay Crowder. I think if Cam Johnson does start over Jay Crowder, he's going to have a chance as well. But if he's not getting those starter minutes, he's not going to get the same spotlight that Macau is going to have on a nightly basis playing with Book, CP3, and Aiton. So I've got to go with Macau here. His defense has always been unbelievable, and the shooting got so much better last year in the bubble, as did everybody's, I guess. But I think um, – I think if that shooting continues and he just keeps making defensive plays, he's he's going to crack the top 100 next year. Yeah, and I I think that's a great, obviously, because I think you're right. That's the obvious answer, but I think that's a great answer. And and I think you bring up a good point too. And that's he he improved his shooting, but beyond that, I feel like he also started to show that he can score in other ways. Like he started hitting those mid range shots. He's a sneaky good. He, he started passing. He started doing a little kind of dribble drive pull-ups like i i got i got i got i got a little i got a little excited a little excited about how mikhail played during that bubble man and uh i i think that's i think that's the the logical answer and i think we have guys we have more than one guy that i think could jump into that top 100 call me crazy and I'll let Paul go next because he can steal a guy who uh, maybe I'm thinking, unless he just goes to Mikhail too and is an original. That's <laughs> fine. You can do that, Paul. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's I think that's a great answer. And Mikhail is right there. I mean, when we drafted him, we're thinking three and D guy, and the three was a little dicey early on, but he last year really showed out. Like you said, during the bubble, really picked it up, and I think that dude is going to be a guy that when we look back on that draft teams go, how do we miss on him? And remember, you know what I love about Mikhail Bridges? We traded Zaire Smith. <laughs> for the Sixers for him. And Zaire Smith just got cut. And I I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. He's had injury problems. I'm not trying to celebrate somebody's injury problems, but man, Man, that's going to be one of those moves. Like you look back on the Suns and you look back on really any sports in Arizona at this point and think about the missteps. That's one that's going to, we're going to look back on and be like, holy shit, just, that was a huge, hugely successful. I just don't Suns. understand why the Sixers made that trade. Mikhail fit into what the Sixers needed like perfectly. I mean, and they went and got a point guard. And he's from there. Yeah. His mom works for Philly. his mom runs their HR. <laughs> we needed a trade for to fall for us. And that and that was Yeah. <laughs> well I mean, there's always a there's a sliding doors of like we didn't make that trade and we ended up doing the Shea Gilgis Alexander trade. You know, I'll take you know, that's six and one half dozen the other. I'm not you know, honestly, i I'm very I'm not in any way regretting getting Mikhail in that over Shea by any means, but you know, those were our options. So who's, who's your guy? Who, who, (laughs) (laughs) he's going to be big for the bucks this year. Okay. Is, is, is he? Yes. Big, big. He's going to be a crucial piece. Is he going to be exceptional? <laughs> He's going to be good for the Bucks. <laughs> so, for the record, I have to put this out. I, I just have to say this, Paul, and then you can you can All give right, your thanks. answer. Yeah, because Paul and I got into a like a thirty-five minute argument before this pod before we yeah, started I recording, up Josh, before you were on, because he called JJ Redick a an exceptional basketball player. Oh, thank you, Josh. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say shooter. Exceptional shooter would make sense. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Wait. I don't want to get Paul all ornery again. So Paul, of the sons who are not in the top hundred this year, who would you expect to possibly make that leap into the top hundred? Next year, of course. Dario Saric. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. <Go on>. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> well, I mean, I, I, dude, I love Dario, I, but he, I, God damn it, I hope you're right, and that would be amazing. Well, I mean, if if Dario Sarge does what he did in the bubble for a full season, he's got a legit shot at being on like the back end of the top 100. I mean, he was a crucial bench player who was like a Swiss Army knife of skills. You know, he the offense was running through him. He could score. He could rebound. You know, he made that unit hum. And, you know, if he's doing that for a full season and we're winning, you know, because I mean, the other the other choice is, is if we're if I'm if I'm not going to double up and say Cam and say Mikhail Bridges is really Cam Johnson, because, you know, that's our top seven, essentially, mm-hmm. is those two guys. Um, I, cause I don't see it being Jake Crowder, you know, he's, he's got a role. He's not a top hundred player though, but Dario Sarge has naming a, players and take all yes. of like, you're like, it's not going to be this person. Well, I have no, that's actually, my okay. opinion. How about this? I, I, you know, that makes some sense. Some sense. That makes more sense than the exceptional J.J. Redick argument. J.J. Redick is an exceptional basketball player. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Compared to, compared to you, me, and jo- I, uh, Josh, I haven't seen people basketball, but I assume I can say that J.J. Redick is, is, is exceptional compared to you. I'll assume that. Um, but, you know, you're, the, the logic makes sense. If, if Dario does what he did in the bubble for a full season, I, okay, I can see that. I can see that, but, but the problem is he's a bench player. He's a bench player. Well, and, and it's not even that because, uh, what, Jeremy Grant, right. He's in the top hundred bench player last year. Like there are bench players in the top hundred. I mean, Manu Ginobili was like top 25 and he's a bench player for his entire career. I'm sorry. Who is that? I, I haven't heard of him before. It's just this guy, you know, kind of, oh, kind of like, like Cousin Balky. That's right. Yeah. That guy. Okay. We have rules on the pod too, Josh. We don't talk about certain players and Paul just brought one up. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but, 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 uh, yeah, no, I, I, I see where you're coming from that. And, you know, you mentioned. Josh Cam. might be too young to understand why we don't like managing. Ugly. I understand. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, uh, uh I'm going to go with Cam. Like, I, I feel like I have to go with Cam. The other choice besides Cam is Sticks, just showing out yeah. his rookie year, which I think he's going to surprise some guys. We went through that before, though. Um, I don't think it's going to be enough to get in the top 100, but I feel like I feel like Cam is. I mean, dude, the dude is just such a pure shooter. He's such a great shooter. He's already, from exceptional. my perspective, an exceptional <laughs> shooter. <laughs> He's 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 elite. He's an elite shooter already. And to the point that Josh raised about, you know, Mikhail showing out in the bubble and Paul, you raised to Dario showing out in the bubble. I think Cam really impressed even more than those guys, because we saw Cam put the ball on the floor. We saw Cam attack the rim. We saw Cam play defense like Suddenly, he's not just a dude that's going to spot up and shoot and hopefully, you know, hold his own on D. Like, he has the length, he has athleticism to really develop into something special in the NBA. And remember, this is a kid who went to Pitt originally, then transferred to UNC and ran into injury issues. And I feel like Cam is one of those dudes that we talked about. We we talked earlier about like the whole idea of reaching. Uh, we talked about that with sticks. We talked about that last year with Cam. But at the end of the day, Cam's a guy who would only be considered a reach because of the circumstances he encountered in college. Had he stayed healthy through all of college, he would have easily been a top 10 pick. He has the talent, he has the ability. And it's a matter of him putting it together. And I think we've seen him start putting it together. So I really think I, I, I'm a, I wouldn't guarantee that Cam Johnson's going to crack that next year, but I guarantee you, I will guarantee that Cam Johnson will crack that top 100 at some point in his career. Well, I mean, if the New Orleans Pelicans can have five guys 
in the top 100 and we finished last season as a better team, I think we can get five guys in the top 100. I can't, I, I can't even name five players on the new ones. Pelicans, dude. Well, if Lonzo balls going 54. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Okay. Actually, that's it. Can I name them off? <laughs> you got what? Brandon Ingram, oh. Zion, yeah. uh-huh. JJ Redick, <laughs> Lonzo Ball. Wait, was Redick in the top hundred? No way, Redick was on there. Was he? I mean, he might. I don't know. I don't have access to the top one hundred. <laughs> I'm just trying. To... Wait, didn't you say? Weren't you the one that said they had they had five players? No, Josh said they had five. Drew players. Holiday, gotta be Drew Holiday. No, Drew Holiday's not on their team anymore. Well, then it would be Bledsoe. Either of those guys would okay. probably Ble- be Bledsoe. Yeah, I don't Bledsoe. know if it's last year's roster or this year's. Okay, hold on. I forgot about Bledsoe. Paul, you talk. Yeah. Josh, you talk. I will. I will get to the bottom of this. <laughs> so, in the in the meantime, there. Let's let's we've. Let's circle back to the original conversation and move on to the other two players that are in the top hundred. Um, you know, our, our newest acquisition or our pr- premier acquisition of the off season, you know, Chris Paul, and then, you know, our Messiah, Devin Booker, which one would you like to talk about first, Josh? Uh, let's talk about Booker. I mean, 17, I, I don't, I don't know. I see some of the guys ranked above him and there aren't many guys I'd want to build my team around not named Devin Booker in the league right now. I mean, sure. Is there the Zion effect? Yes. Is there the Doncic effect? Yes. But like, I don't know if I'd take those guys. I don't think I'd take anybody is Zion ahead of him. Zion's two oh. spots behind him, I think. Yep. But okay. I don't think there's, any, there's not, I, I would be able to debate anybody on the topic of taking anybody in the league over Booker, considering he's 23 years old and he's, he has four more years until he reaches his prime. And he's already putting up these absurd numbers. I hundred percent agree with that. I mean, I, he was what 32 last year or like, you know, he's 30 30 last year. So, I mean, jumping up 13 point 13 spots in, you know, when you're really getting into that tight window of like, these are the elite of the elite. I think, that's a great move from his part. And I can definitely see him, if not cracking the top 10 this coming season, he'll be like 11 or 12. He'll easily, he'll, he's going to be right there. Um, you know, like you said, he's, he can score from all three levels. He can, he can run an offense. He's, he legit might drop a 50, 40, 90 season this year. It, it you know, it, that would be amazing. He was close. I think at one point he was shooting 50, 40, 90 for, for a period of time, then fell off. But, you know, he's always the focal point of the offense from a defense standpoint. And now we have Chris Paul. So, you know, previously in the backcourt with Rubio, you know, teams could sag off him and whatnot. Now they can, you know, and with Aiton down low and, you know, with, with Crowder and Mikhail and the wings, you know, we have threats everywhere. You know, so they, it's really going to be hard to double team him. So it might, he might even get more efficient than he already is. You, you, you know, the 50, 40, I almost said 50, 40, 30, what that would be bad. Uh, <laughs> the 50, 40, 90 thing is, is interesting because when you first said that, I, I'm, I, my mind first said, no way, no way. 40 from three, not going to, not going to happen in the book, but then I started thinking some of that offensive on the, 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 the onus of running the offense of being the main guys taken off of him even, even further now that he's got Chris Paul, you know, when he had Rubio come in, we saw him get more efficient. Uh, and, and I start to wonder with Chris Paul having more of the, the maestro position, if you will, and and being able to draw much more of the defensive attention than 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 Rubio could last year, could that free Booker up? Could that keep Booker rested enough to not lose his legs later in games, 
all of that kind of stuff. And 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 maybe that is a possibility for him. That you would think be going to hit seven threes in the game. Yeah, this season he will. He will. Ooh, finally, finally get over you? that hump. Do you? Because if you don't, I feel like we have a bet. <laughs> I think he's just going to skip right past seven and he'll hit eight. Well, I mean, obviously, like it's like seven or more. Like no, I know, but I'm I'm, I'm just saying, it's like when like Amari Stoudemire like skipped right past thirty point game and went straight to like a 50? 40, 40 yeah fifty point game. So. Um, skipping back briefly to a previous point of conversation here, uh, the five Pelicans in the top hundred were Lonzo, were Zion. Sorry, my screen just went crazy over here. Bledsoe, um, Ingram, Ingram, and. Not JJ Redick at all. Stephen Adams. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, forgot. I forgot about so that, Adams. <laughs> some something about exceptional here. I'm not I'm just gonna be quiet about <laughs> okay. So okay. So while I was looking up, what are you guys talking about? Booker. That's right. We Booker. talked about Booker. Um well, actually real quick tangent since before we just yeah, get off the Pelican. Please do. How is Zion at 19 and DeAndre Ayton's at 52? What has Zion proved that he's that much better than Ayton that he's 30 point 30 spots higher than him? Well, he's fat, so I that's all I've got actually. Just he's fat. Like, okay, what's dude? <laughs> We have to, we, we have to, as, and I say we, I don't just mean you and me, Paul. I don't mean you, me, and Josh. I don't mean like you, me, and my dog laying here next to me. I'm talking about as Suns fans, we have to stop looking at anything that the fucking national media puts out and think it's going to make any sense. Because as much as people try to be like, oh, there's no fucking East Coast, there's an East Coast bias. Like there's a bias and the bias is always going to be, why the hell? Okay. I'm not even talking about the Suns right now. Why is Damian Lillard not a huge thing? Dude, the guy shoots. Let's look at his bubble. Look, let's look yeah. at what Damian Lillard's done for the past two years. Let's look at what he's done for his whole career. Why the fuck would Lonzo Ball ever get like more pub than him? Why would anybody pay more attention? To- Why does Lonzo Ball have his own website out connected to USA Today? <laughs> There is a bias about his whole family down to man. Even even D'Angelo or Leangelo has his own page on there. <laughs> Jello, what is his name? Jello, like Leangelo. No, but like, don't they call him Jello or yeah. like the the, the, the shitty? They don't want to call him Leanne, right? The shit. <laughs> we should call him Leanne, dude. He has Angie. A, Angie, Detroit put up a a billboard for Angie. The guy. The guy. Average like two points a game in China. Like what the fuck? There's didn't he only get didn't he only like isn't he on the team on like an exhibit 10 contract or something? Like it's not even guaranteed of anything. Yeah. It's like a practice. Class. His billboard cost more than his contract will cost. Like I want to know who put that up because it wasn't the Pistons. Are you sure? No. It was Lavar. It had to be Lavar. <laughs> Does he the, have that the, money the, the anymore last, after, after the whole the big, big baller, baller brand? brand. <laughs> <laughs> he, he emptied out the big baller brand uh, uh, bank account. <laughs> I feel like I feel like, uh, and and maybe this is why maybe this is why Lonzo is at fifty four. I feel like maybe he he got like Lavar locked up like in an old person's home somewhere or like sedated because I haven't heard from him in years. And maybe that's the way of the NBA thanking him, being like, "Yeah, you're a top top sixty player," because you can put your. Well, see, I'm I'm waiting for Levar to show up at practice for the for the Hornets and challenge uh, Michael Jordan to a one on one. Since you know he says he he says he like beat beat him him in college or something. Dude, dude. Okay, (laughs) I will pay for that pay per view. Would you pay more pay for that or, or for um, Trump being dragged out of the White House pay-per-view? Which one? 
Oh, for sure. The Trump dragged out of the White House one, no doubt. But I would pay more for the LeVar versus MJ pay-per-view than I would for uh, the Mayweather other Paul brother pay-per-view. Because <laughs> I feel like paying to watch murder on TV should be illegal, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> All right. So, dude, hey, I, I have no idea how long we've been going. We've been talking. Jake's in Jake. I just called you Jake. Just go with J names. Josh feels i feel like josh is like what the fuck is happening to my life right now dude let me ask you this josh i want to put you on the spot because i feel like we've been going close to an hour it's got to be close to an hour right we should probably close out soon um dude you have anything you want to say any thoughts any questions any ideas about the suns this year you want to put out there to the podcasting universe whenever this eventually gets out um now that you have a Platform. open arena a platform to voice a whatever opinion you will a pod form if you will to voice what you want to say what you think about the suns this year anything like that questions throw you know if you want to if you want to throw you put your shot out there to kendall jenner and see if book's cool with it fucking do it bro like whatever you want man <laughs> while i'm not gonna put my shot out there to kendall jenner uh <laughs> Wouldn't want, to mess with the, wouldn't want to mess with the team chemistry this close to the season beginning. But, that, my friends, is a Suns fan, right? <laughs> that is a Suns fan. <laughs> Got to put the team before myself. But I just have been having a very hard time lately thinking about how Monty is going to give all these guys minutes. You look at Javon Carter, the Bulldog. I got to shout out the Bulldog. I'm, I'm a huge sure. fan of the Bulldog mentality. Um, but – he, he was a guy that was in the top eight, maybe of our rotation last year, top 10 of our rotation last year, he went in and out, but he's suddenly at the bottom of our roster. And I still think that he has a lot of value to the team. And I, I'm curious to see how he's going to manage the minutes with all these guys that have come in and everybody on the roster is going to be able to contribute now. Damian James, how is Damian Jones? Sorry. How is he going to contribute versus sticks? So like who's going to get the minutes there? There's so many guys that are going to, Galloway. Yeah, Galloway. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Campaign, who played great in the bubble. And apparently he might be the backup point guard, but who who knows? Who knows? And I, I'm that's the big question that I feel like I'm so excited to see in the preseason and so excited to see as the first couple games tip off because you know Booker is gonna go off. You know Aiden. Well, you don't know what Aiden's gonna do, but you know Paul's gonna come here and do his thing and, and lead the team. So so my my big looming question is. How are the minutes going to be divvied up? How is he going to keep everybody happy? Because we have a lot of role players now, which we haven't had in 11 years. There's my spiel. Well, and, I won't, okay. Let, hold on, Paul. I, I, are, I, I loved, I love that point, and I want to address it because of this. How about the fact that we as Suns fans right now are worried about having too much talent on a team? When was the last time that was a problem? I'll I'll, I'll give you a hint. When we had Josh, three points, you, you were probably in like fourth grade, bro. Okay, like man, dude, it, that that's that's the beautiful thing about this is the problem the Suns have is is what you say. Possibly too much talent for the minutes to go around, but at the same time, most of this roster at this point are guys who have either come in new or came in new last year and re-upped with the team. So they know exactly what they're getting themselves into. I mean, look at it like Javon Carter is a great example because what did he say during media day the other day? Excuse me. Media day the other day during his availability um, during media week, he said when they asked him what the expectations are for this team, he said championship. You know what that means to me? That dude, well, yeah, he deserves minutes. He also got the respect of the organization. He got paid. I mean, it's not like he has a gigantic deal, but he got a deal, right? And he wants to be on a team that's going to win. And he comes across as a dude that is going to fill whatever role he needs. And there are going to be games. There are going to be games when they need a guy like Carter with his bulldog mentality off the bench, with his defense off the bench. And there are going to be games when they need a guy like Langston Galloway, who's more of a scorer, 
like campaign who has shown that he's more of a scorer. Um, and, and I think that's the beauty about this roster. This is, that's the beauty of what James Jones has put together, man, is there are so many pieces that if Monty gets his arms wrapped around what he has and knows what he needs in various situations, he's going to be able to say, okay, this is where I'm plugging this guy. This is where I'm plugging this guy. That's why I I've looked at the roster like over and over again. And I sit there and go, okay, like what's our depth chart? What's our depth chart? What's our top 10? It's so difficult to say because everything I feel like beyond the first six or seven is going to be so situational. And, and, and that's great. That flexibility is obviously great, but the more important part of that is having guys who will buy into knowing they are part of being in that flexible situation in that roster where I might play a game or might have a game where I don't play. I might have a game where I play 23 minutes, but I'm ready to go and I want to do what I can to contribute to a winning team, to a championship team, to a, if I may, Paul, a one seed team. Okay. <laughs> so that, Josh, is uh, what I think about your point. And, I, and again, excellent point, but it's such a beautiful problem to have, man. Such a beautiful problem to have. Of course. Paul, what were you going to say? I just want to say there's one other factor here that we didn't really address with regards to that depth is COVID. You know, there are a lot of teams out there right now that don't have depth there. So they lose one, two couple players. They have like a mini outbreak on their team. They're, you know, they're dead in the water. They're playing like scrubs. We don't have, we have, you know, replacement level players at every spot. So if we have somebody don't assault them with that, with that type of uh, terminology, we have capable okay. players at all capable spots. players. Replacement they're, sounds makes it sound like they're like scabs crossing a picket line. Okay. You sure. They're, if we okay, can go we back to like, we have multiple legitimate NBA players at every position on the team. So if, Somebody goes down, you know, injuries are going to happen, but like, you know, with COVID is going to be another issue that's going to affect teams. And that's the crazy thing about that is because with the slightly compressed schedule and, you know, the length that, you know, if you get diagnosed, you know, you can miss five, six, seven games and when it's a condensed season, that's, that's a big deal. So having legitimate guys who can step in and fill their roles and, you know, step up, that's, it's, Though it's a problem if everybody stays healthy, but I think actually Monty Williams is actually probably one of the best coaches to have that problem. Is it's not a problem though, man. Like do, okay, to have that to have to deal with that have to deal with that situation. I got having somebody he's he's his personality allows for buy-in that so guys the disease of me won't creep in as much. I, 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 I look, I look at it like this, man. If I won the lottery tomorrow and I won a million bucks and then I won the lottery the next day and won another million bucks, would I be like, shit, I got too much money now? No. More money, more problems. That's a very negative way of looking at it, Paul. Look, we're not, hey. We don't have to this do the is, podcast of optimism anymore. This is the podcast of not, reality. This is not Steve Nash's nets. Okay. If, they, if, if they get, if, 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 if James Harden made his way to the nets, then you can tell me more money, more problems. But right now, right now, Mo money, Mo wins. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Mo Williams. <laughs> Mo, Williams. Mo, Mo money, Mo Williams. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Well, do we cover any of the topics? We yeah, I feel we got some. We right? got one. That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> we got one. One and a half. I feel. That's I see right. Josh right now being like, "Dude, I'm changing my uh, major to uh, podcast." No, that's not. <laughs> what is your major? Over media studies currently. Okay, we'll so see. yeah, a, oh, media so studies, actually, so podcast. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I also think I, I got to say one more thing. I think Cam Johnson, you look at his game, so many similarities to Clay Thompson and like it is, it is flown under the radar. He is, he is an off the dribble shot away from, from potentially growing into a 
sneaky star. Sneaky star. Would would you call would you call him by Go. chance a like a B minus Clay Thompson or maybe a C plus Clay Thompson right now? It's a bit early for that, but but I would mean, you call Devin Booker a B minus Clay Thompson? <laughs> I mean, Devin Booker's going to be on the court this season. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a that's a that's that's a that's, a, that's a bit of an inside deal with uh, 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 my cousin, fake cousin, a long in-law. story. But but I like to throw it out there every now and then. <laughs> and I'm not, but but okay. To be serious, the Cam Johnson Clay comparison that's way more accurate. Makes a hell of a lot of sense, bro. Like <laughs> a hell of a lot of sense. Off the show. In fact, I, 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 I want to see Cam say, Johnson like, score sixty say, points on thirteen dribbles. Right. Yeah, I was going to say like, you know, Cam dribbles too much to be Clay. <laughs> like, yeah, I've seen him take at least three dribbles in one possession at least one time. So, <laughs> but no, you, I, I, I see exactly where you're coming from, dude. And that. I, <laughs> Dude, well, fuck, we can talk about, like, this could be a four-hour-long pod. We just keep saying shit about the Suns, but I, I'm i stoked to see Cam and what he does this year because that dude is, it, again, his shot is so smooth, so sweet, so perfect. He has such confidence putting it up there, and he started coming to his own in the bubble. I see that guy being somebody that, again, like I said earlier, people are going to look at in the future and be like, how do we pass on him in the draft? And we're going to look back. We're going to look at that like the Dan Marley pick, man. And that was probably before you were born, Josh. But Dan Marley got literally booed, like boo, boo, boo from every Suns fan when he got drafted and he turned into one of the best Suns in history. I think Cam Johnson's going to be a better player than Dan Marley and there are going to be a lot of draft pundits, a lot of Suns fans as well, regretting the fact that they ever, ever doubted that kid. Sixth man of the year. Aggress- aggressive Cam Johnson, potential sixth man of the year. Gotta say. Ooh. Potential running, in the running. I love it. I love it. I- DeAndre Aiden, gonna- MIP. <laughs> MVP, you mean, right? Yeah. No, MVP. that's Devin Booker. Booker's not selfish. He doesn't need that. DeAndre needs the confidence boost. Give him the MVP. Book, Booker will take the uh, I don't fucking first team All NBA. Oh my god! I can't. Oh, so soon, guys. Sorry. I get I get excited. I get excited. Okay. I feel like I feel like that's a good spot to wrap this up. Unless Josh, you got anything else, bro? Anything else? Wait, wait. Are we Go starting Suns. the DeAndre Aiden for MVP campaign? Oh, I can see your cat's head like sneaking into the screen. This is fucking yep. weird. And it <laughs> looks gigantic because DeAndre Aiden for okay. Look, I'm optimistic, but I'm I'm not insane. Okay. I don't know. You did call Aiden Aiden in the bubble. We thought that was insane. No, I who who did? Who thought it was People? insane? Dave. Idiots idiots because it was right so <laughs> just saying <sighs> nothing's Not insane gonna... until it's pr- pr- proven wrong i like that or nothing's insane and i mean nothing's insane that ever comes out of my mouth is probably the better way of putting that because i mean eight no baby okay so <laughs> hey paul wrap it up for us wrap it up for us paul you start nope. it. You finish it. Do it. No. Do it. Do it. Come on. Paul, please. Please. No, man. No. I hate you. I tried. <laughs> Good thing I can edit. All right. Okay. So, all right. We'll wrap up this episode of Fanning Flames. Josh, man, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for joining us. Dude. It was fun. Hopefully we didn't drive you too insane. If you're like, yeah. I'm, no. I'm gonna, he's going to start the 13th. He's like, uh, he's like I'm a business podcast. major now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, business major. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. Or we get the, the next Suns podcast out there. Uh what you should do, dude. Do it. Do yeah, it. There's do never it. enough Suns to go around. Never enough Suns, never too much Suns, you know what I mean? But Josh, again, man, hey, tell tell the folks out there where they can find you on Twitter and whatever else you want to say. Give you a sec. 
J Bell Sports. Give me a follow. Let's go, Suns, baby. Let's get a winning season under our belt. Let's get Booker to the All Star game without having to get Dame Dalla injured. Let's go. And if and if he needs somebody injured, I will take somebody out for him. That's right, Book. You hear that? If you listen, in, you got it. So okay. Anyway, Paul, any final? No, fuck you, Paul. You wouldn't do it. So, generating um, for MVP. <laughs> okay, I'll let you say that. All right. As we always say here on Fanning the Flames, we really do appreciate you guys listening, putting up with our bullshit whenever we actually talk about this bullshit and get ready for a fantastic season, Suns fans. I mean, oh, I'm so stoked. Thank I you, Fox Sports wait. Arizona. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. If, uh, if Claire. If if anybody else out there has lost their Fox Sports Arizona access, just DM Daniel Duarte and he will give you his sign-in info. That's what I've been told. That's what I've been told. So uh, that's D Duarte eighty three. Is that right, Paul? Did I get yeah, that? Right? I think sure. that is eighty four. Eighty four. Some year. I mean, just you know, DM me and I'll give you his info, and you can DM him and he'll give it to you. He's a nice guy like that. He'll let you log into his account. Um, which Dan get like booted from his like subscriptions because of this. Anyway, but thank you for listening. And depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Just wanna hear you say-